0: Teacher's voice. As voices do professor. As La voix des ensembles. Teacher's voices.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Teacher's Voices. This episode will focus on a key aspect of children's lives and development that has consistently come up during the past few months when listening to teachers from very different contexts, working with children at different developmental stages and teaching different skills. I am talking about the relevance of parental and family engagement in children's education. We first welcome Sharon Wolf, an applied developmental psychologist interested in how young children's social environments, especially their families and schools, shape their development, and the role interventions play in promoting a child's development and reducing inequalities. Sharon will share with us her insights on why parental engagement is so relevant and so in line with what teachers from around the world have been sharing with us. We will also hear some personal experiences from teachers in Lebanon and India, and hear in-depth insights from an impactful parental engagement program implemented in Cajon Valley, California. Hi, Nina. Hello, Sharon. Welcome to Teachers Voices. And thanks so much for being here with us to discuss about parental engagement.
2: Well, yeah, parenting is really one of the most important inputs, right, into children's schooling. So parents are really key. And, you know, there's we know a lot from different studies around the world that parents' involvement really can enhance children's academic outcomes, but not just that, like how they also engage in school, their positive attitudes and their behaviors and how they feel about school. So parents can really play a big role in a lot of different outcomes for kids related to school. They also play a big role in children's self-esteem, how often they go to school, if they're absent or present in school, um, how they conduct themselves in the classroom. So parents are really key for their kids. They can also really foster a relationship with teachers um, that can really support children better
1: as well. Sharon's research mirrors what many of our interviewed teachers reported. One example is notes. Who works in a kindergarten in Lebanon, supporting the special needs of autistic children?
0: For me specifically, I will talk about parental engagement with the teachers during, let's say, an ABA program that I that I'm working on. So ABA generally relies a lot on consistency, and without the parents' engagement, this is very difficult to do. You cannot be consistent with the work that you're doing if the parents are not engaged with you. So the behavior plans, as well as the teaching methodologies that are used with the child in the school, they need to continue outside the program for them to be very effective. So, for example, let's say I was working with a child on using his words to request what he wanted. And in order to do that, I would use positive reinforcement to praise the positive behavior by giving him what he requested by using his words. Now, at home, the parents should be doing the same and only give the child what they want if they verbalize it. This way, we're being consistent and we're sustaining the same technique, whether at school or at home or even during therapy sessions.
1: In interviews for our episode about the challenges of teaching during COVID-19, many teachers commented that in some ways, the pandemic and school closures had made more visible the role of teachers and more evident the need to engage with children's school life. We have students who would come up saying uh, we were not able to connect, we had technical glitches and so on. So dealing with such students is difficult but yeah then what do we do? The same thing that after the classes we try to call the parents, we talk to them, we try to send them the work that we have done in the class and make sure that the students, we keep on following them. We keep on uh, encouraging them, I would rather say.
2: I think the pandemic, in a way, really opened parents' eyes <laughs> to the, the complex roles and the many, many things teachers are doing in the classrooms, right? For the first time, children's classrooms were actually brought into their homes as chil- children around the world were learning on, on Zoom on, or virtually, and parents were also home in many cases, not always. And they were actually seeing kids in their in their lessons. I think this is actually a really great time to try to think about the role of parents. I think the appreciation for teachers is maybe more present um, for many parents, and so I think I think this is a, a really good time to think about how can we get parents. Um, Continue that, to continue to have parents really get to make, to have those insights, to see what teachers are doing. Um, I think that will help parents. Think, how can I support that? How can I support that teacher? Um, you know, when school is kind of happening in a separate place in a black box and parents don't really know what's happening, it's, it's easier to maybe be critical or want things to look a certain way without actually seeing the reality of what a classroom looks like and what teachers are dealing with. So I do think actually now as we, as children are going back to school around the world, this is actually a really good time to think about how to keep parents, how to keep giving them windows into the classroom
1: as Sharon highlighted, the relevance of developing teachers-parent supportive relationships, I wanted to know more about how this can be reinforced.
2: So teachers really have a complicated role and a very, very important role in children's development um, broadly, not just their academic outcomes. And at the same time, parents have a really important role. And, you know, I think there aren't always great models or platforms for parents and teachers to really form relationships in ways that support the teachers and support the children. You know, our, at least in many countries, there might be some parent-teacher association meetings or parent-teacher conferences. But beyond those kind of very limited and in scope interactions, we don't have a lot of really kind of systematic and kind of thought out ways of how parents and teachers can really create positive relationships. Um, I'm sure there are schools doing it all around the world for sure. Um, But whether we have, you know, a really replicable systematic model, I think uh, we're still kind of
1: working on that. One case study that I was particularly interested to hear about is the model that is being developed in Cajon Valley. Cajón Valley is in San Diego, so we travel now to Southern California to meet Janice Raymond, lead of the project Family and Community Engagement. It is early in the morning for her as she welcomes us in her office. Her wide experience as a former teacher and her broad perspective of her school's context led her to coordinating an impactful family engagement program in a culturally diverse school district in San Diego, a district that encompasses 26 schools. Hi, Janice. How are you doing?
3: Hi, Nina. I'm doing well. Thank you.
1: Janice described what the program she leads consists of and how it all started.
3: Our family and community engagement department started in Cajon Valley as a response to this huge influx of Iraqi and Syrian refugees. And we needed a real intentional outreach program in order to connect these families to the schools. And so promoting family engagement has become since a very systemic practice in our district and now really encompasses all families. You know, the importance of family engagement is not exclusive to a particular group of students or
1: families. Cajon Valley's systemic approach is based on a dual capacity framework that Janice described, also giving us an example of how they develop their engagement program in concrete ways.
3: Dual capacity really means that educators, teachers, administrators, support staff, all need to be willing to build understanding and authentic partnerships. Some of the ways we do this is in promoting our home visits program, where teachers staff members reach out to families and invite themselves really into the homes of parents set up a time when when they can just build relationship and get to know each other and the driving question of the home visit would be what are the hopes and dreams you have for your for your children and then being able to share as staff members teachers Uh, what our hopes and dreams are. It's not a time to solve problems. It's not a time to bring up concerns. It's not a time to share grades. It's a time to build relationships. And what we have found is in that relationship building that happens, there is a real shift in what parents are willing to do and the trust level and how engaged they're willing to be. There is a real shift for students in attendance, in connectedness to the community in their classroom, to the relationship with the teacher. And there has been a real shift for the teachers in being able to reach these families and reach the students because they have built this relationship and they have built an understanding of what this child is bringing with them into the classroom.
1: I asked Janice if she had participated directly in those home visits.
3: I have, and it's an amazing experience. I know that every teacher has had the experience of running into a student at the grocery store or in some kind of community setting other than their classroom. And when you go back to school the next day, the child looks at you, the student looks at you differently. There's something magical that happens, like they know a secret about you. And it's the same kind of feeling after a home visit, that there's always that feeling of, we have just shared something that nobody else has shared, that that student-teacher relationship is just slightly different. The parent's willingness to to come and work with you and to know that they have a voice and be listened to is very different after one of these um, home visits. And because the community tends to be a tight knit community, regardless of who you visit, other parents in the apartment building see you, other kids see you doing visits. All of a sudden, everybody wants a home visit. And when are you coming to my house? And when do we get to have you? And and my mom says she wants you to come over. You affect more than just that one family. The relationship is built in the community just by reaching out and making that first step to do a home visit. It's It's really quite astonishing how that ripple effect works. So you don't even have to visit every single family to have an effect on every single family.
1: Cajon Valley School District also implements another interesting strategy focused on developing trust that they call parents-teachers team meetings.
3: With family teacher teams, we invite the parents in and we do the same kind of community building that we try to do with students in a classroom, which is to ask the parents again, what their hopes and dreams are for the year, what their hopes or dreams are academically for their kids, and try to build that sense of community and trust within the classroom setting. Teachers can then let parents know where their children are academically and what the goals are for their child. And then this gets revisited a couple times during the year in the same format. This is a very different kind of open relationship building experience. It's been very powerful. Anything we do is built on the premise that first we have to build those positive relationships.
1: Janice told me a profound story that took place this past summer with a family from Afghanistan whose kids were in one of the Cajon Valley schools.
3: We had a group of Afghani families whose kids are are enrolled in our schools, and this past summer went to visit family on a vacation in Afghanistan and got caught up in what we know was a you know really hard situation there, and found themselves stranded and could not get back by the time school was starting, and these families on their own, reached out to our family engagement department, to the liaisons that they had built these relationships with, to let them know that they were stranded in Afghanistan and that their children would not be back by the first day of school, and to please not drop them from school, that they were doing their best to get out and that they wanted their kids to have a place when they came back. We have since gotten all those families back. They are returned to school. But what was very apparent to us is that this would never have happened had we not built that relationship that said, you are important to us. We see you. We know who you are. We value you. And they've heard that. And they have the kind of relationship, we have the kind of relationship that allowed them to reach out to us and make that call to make sure their kids could get back in school and to help them get out. That's a pretty important story um, for us to know that we are moving in the right direction in terms of having our parents value education and know that they have a place there.
1: This touching story illustrates well the relevance of teachers parents' partnerships Something that is, according to our expert Sharon Wolf, at the heart of educational reforms.
2: I think that's actually really key to education reform. If we really want schools to be, you know, really lead to transformational change for children, I actually think family school partnerships and parent teacher relationships are, are really critical.
1: Sharon also talked about why developing well thought strategies that lead to supportive relationships between schools and parents is so relevant something that Janice also illustrated with a personal story that happened to her as a teacher.
2: Parents, they can do a lot of really good things for children in their schooling, but they can also actually have some negative effects. And sometimes parents involvement can actually backfire. You know, sometimes parents can create conflicts with teachers um, that make it harder for teachers to do their job. It can sometimes create more work for teachers. Maybe parents want something different than what the teacher is trying to do in the classroom. And so they can really kind of pressure teachers to do certain things that actually aren't aligned with with the teacher's own goals of, in the classroom. So parenting can't is really important, but I think, you know, involving parents in schools needs to be done really carefully and thoughtfully. The child was having difficulty in class, behaviorally, academically,
3: and we were having to reach out to this parent quite a bit. The parent was, was extremely confrontational and in coming into the classroom all the time, coming to the school all the time, and just really playing an adversarial role. At the time, I was had instituted a food distribution program at our school that happened bi-monthly. And this parent was coming, receiving food for her family. But because she was on campus all the time and really being more of a problem than a help, I decided to ask her if she would like to help me since she's there anyway, would she like to help me with this program? She agreed to do it. She took this on and over really just a few weeks time became so instrumental in organizing and helping with this program that her attitude changed. She now had a purpose to be on campus. Because we distributed the food after school, her child would come and help us. His behavior changed in school. There were still academic concerns. There were still reasons that we needed to work with this family, um, with this child. But she became a real help at the school and not just for our food distribution program that was a pretty profound experience to show really that that relationship building and recognizing the positive strengths of parents is really paramount if you if you want parents to be engaged in a way that's positive for their kids and so it wasn't just the responsibility to shift the parent we really believe that everybody everybody's perception and everybody's you know belief system has to shift a little bit that it really is it really is everybody's role to see parents and value parents in this partnership we need to reach out and and see the student is just one part of an entire family and an entire community that they bring with them every day when they walk into that classroom
1: Cajon Valley is an example of how to build a culture of engagement and how to build capacity towards becoming engaged and the importance of engagement. Family engagement in the children's schooling is crucial at early age and still key for the child's progress as she grows regardless of geographical context and cultural settings. But, as Jenny says, engagement can look different in different schools and in different grade levels. An important lesson to be learned from Cajon Valley is that parental engagement actions and programs should not be at its
3: In Cajon Valley, we've really tried to shift that focus and say, no, it is an integral part of ensuring that kids are successful, that we are systematically looking at best practices and that kids cannot be fully successful unless we have parental engagement and the voice of the parent and the voice of the family and build that partnership.
1: We have just heard stories that show quite explicitly the need to bring parental engagement at the forefront of educational transformation. Let's finish our episode with one of Sharon Wolf's pertinent reflections.
2: There's a lot of room to think about ways to keep giving parents windows into the classroom, keep really bringing them on board uh, to to see what teachers are doing and and aiming for with with their classrooms and their students, and um, have them really be a part of that learning process inside the school and in their homes.
1: You have just listened to another episode of Teachers' Voices. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more about Shannon Wolf's research about interviewed teachers and Cajón Valley in Expert and in the show notes. Also, if you are interested in parental engagement, you will find interesting the work developed by the Center for Universal Education at Brookings. Please don't forget to follow us and engage with us in conversations, sending your feedback and suggestions by email at Podcastteachersvoices at gmail.com, I repeat, podcastteachersvoices at email.com or on social media. Let's keep on weaving learning communities while bridging research and practice.
0: Teacher's
2: voices.